It's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. It's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. Well, here we are again, Phil. It's 2021, a new year, and we are recording once again the We Can Get Through This podcast. We can get through this and a happy new year to all of our listeners. I kind of didn't think we'd be doing this into 2021. I thought that maybe the end of 2020 would have seen things perhaps getting back a little bit more to normal. I think that's how most people felt. But clearly, you know, there's not um, a speed with which we will be returning to normal. This may be going on for a little while. So we're hoping that this brings a little bit of light relief as well as information, understanding to all our listeners. Yes, uh, we're back into a lockdown in uh, Wales. So obviously we hope that uh, listening to this podcast may bring a little smile to your face. Now, a new year often brings to mind new resolutions it's a time for resolutions and quite often in the past that is something I've tried to do and failed at Um, a a good thing about resolutions is that they don't have to be made just on the 1st of January actually resolutions it's a strange word I would like to think of goal setting uh, maybe changing your mindset from time to time so that we can refocus and rethink how we're going to approach the day, the week, the month, the year. It doesn't have to be a resolution that you either succeed or fail at, but it can be an intention to bring about some change in your life, perhaps. Would you agree, Phil? I would totally agree, yeah. Resolutions can be made any time of the year, not just on the 1st of January. Uh, And as Eileen said, if we think of them as goal setting and uh, thinking of ways that we can improve... uh, our lives, our well-being, uh, our physical and mental health, then I think that's a good uh, opportunity to uh, to start to put some things into practice. But I think it's also really important to bear in mind that we shouldn't beat ourselves up over any of those things if we find that we're not achieving them in the way that we had hoped. Um, today's guests for our mystery voice and a little bit of chat after the mystery voice questions. It's two people who have, I suppose, in the past, they resolved to follow their dreams. And that's a really kind of exciting approach to life, I think. And again, having dreams is another way, really, of saying we have goals that we set for ourselves. Uh, They may be far off. They may be much more closer to um, home in terms of time. But uh, dreams are equally uh, goals as much as resolutions can be. And in this week's episode, we'll be looking at a word that's probably becoming a little bit more commonplace in this decade, in the 20s, and that's resilience. How have people coped with the changes, the changing demands of work, self-employment and so on in this Covid situation? So we'll be looking at resilience and... And I think our guests have a lot of uh, really interesting insights into how they have been flexible, how they've had to adapt their own businesses in order to uh, uh, make a, make ends meet during these very difficult times. So sit back, relax, maybe grab a cup of tea or a coffee and enjoy. 
Indeed. We hope you enjoy it. Who are you and what do you do? My name is Suzanne and um, I work alongside my partner, Paul, and we run a little catering business in Barmouth. And my name is Paul Thompson and I am the other side of Celtic Cabin. The which chef. Is mainly entails, <laughs> yeah, cooking and coming up with the menu, creating the menu and yeah, aiding my partner down at the coast. So. What is your favourite part of the job? Well, for me personally, it's uh, serving the customers and seeing the satisfaction. Because a lot of the time when you work in a, in a big establishment, like a big restaurant or hotel, you know, the, the food goes out, the customer disappears, and then you don't see them again. Whereas this, because it's ours, it's contained, you know, you can interact with the customers a lot more. And there's genuine, like, satisfaction from seeing them genuinely enjoying what we produce and I think for Paul yeah for, for me I think it was moving from a kitchen environment and working behind the scenes with a brigade of chefs in previous places I've worked in hospitality and stepping out to yeah confront the customers <laughs> and see see how the land lies out the front of how side of things really so we just serve out of a small window hatch and it's many takeaway and you just come up and order from us and just take what you want away and it's kind of interesting to see uh, the variety of customers and yeah very, it's really really enjoyable to see that they're enjoying fun. your food and rewarding yeah it's very rewarding when you see people and hear their feedback there and then if, if there's time for them to have a quick chat and stuff so yes yeah, that's the part of it that I really enjoy. And obviously we've got a really good view from where we are, which makes it a yes. very nice place to work. Very nice view. Looking out to the Clint Peninsula and yeah, we're just in the belly of Cardigan Bay. So it's a beautiful area to be and to work. Tea or coffee? Ooh. Coffee for me. Black. <laughs> Most of the time, if I'm hungover or I need a bit of pick up, but uh, coffee for me. God, it depends on my mood. Every morning it's a coffee, but by the evening I'm onto my herbal teas. So, brown sauce or tomato ketchup. Amazing mix. It's like um, it's like your own homemade barbecue sauce. It's got to be both together. Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd go with ketchup for a bacon sandwich and then round sauce for a sausage sandwich <laughs> what one thing are you most proud of and why oh my goodness this is this is a hard one go for it paul i'm most proud of actually starting working for ourselves i think that was a massive step to take in our kind of life and working careers and a big 
risk and yeah we just went for it and I'm really proud of mm -hmm. achieving that just being able to continue into our third year which is current well we're just going into our fourth year yeah. um but we've gone through our third year which is the biggest test in business so I think yeah I've been proud of the fact that we've been able to make it to that point and just looking back I, I suppose that's something I'm really proud of I mean I'd, I'd agree following one's dreams we had a dream to go travel and we did that and it was brilliant we had a dream to start our own business and we've done that so I think most proud of just following your dreams what do you do to relax um I I knit I watch endless silly things on tv um I read I drink wine <laughs> maybe a bit too much and um really getting into walking because we can't really do much more at the moment and um a bit of wild swimming they're my things yeah I enjoy surfing's my main passion and hobby I suppose other than yeah general day-to-day -day life stuff but I really that's my niche for getting out and relaxing and finding your inner your calm. calmness out, out at sea uh, really, yeah I've always been passionate about the ocean and just stare at it for hours <laughs> but uh yeah, and really enjoy mountain biking, walking. Just being out, trying to be Just as active as possible. I think that's that's relaxing. Yeah, and playing the guitar, play a tiny bit of guitar now and again. We don't really play together, no. do we? As, it's as on the sofa right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's broken, unfortunately. <laughs> How much time do you spend on social media? Blimey. Okay, well, I don't have a Facebook account, but we have a Facebook account for our business, mm -hmm. which We're we just rarely, well, try and update as regularly as possible, but I have had to step into it a bit more because of um, it enabling us to reach more people you know, through oh, that avenue of social media. But for, I, bu for business, it is definitely a benefit and, and for, you know, friendships and keeping social contact going throughout tough times like this. But for me, I've not really uh, delved into it as deep as many others have, and I try and avoid it, you know, to an extent. But, uh, yeah, I think for us it's been very good. Yeah, for business for, it's for business necessary, and... but personally I find myself scrolling way too much on it, and I should read more books. What's your favourite film? The Lord of the Rings trilogy, which I watch about three times every year at different points, back to back. <laughs> oh, this is a really tough one on the spot. Oh, God. Oh, I know. You like um, The Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski's amazing film. I've watched that too many times. But and Forrest Gump, I think, is all yeah. that. I thought I'd, I'd go Forrest Gump. And Local <laughs> Hero as well, from a purely personal point, because it was filmed close to my house. What do you do when it's raining? Well, like today it's raining. So I got up and I baked. That's another thing I love to do for relaxing, filling in time and just being calm. 
So I've made some soda bread and we've got sourdough proving at the moment. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but um, I'm going to read a bit today and do some cleaning. Cleaning when it's raining. Because you don't want to clean when it's not raining, do you? So, <laughs> researching, um, play the guitar a bit now and again. Fiddle with your bike. Yeah, I'll tweak he does the his bike, man jobs. <laughs> do some jobs around the house, don't I, Suze? Yes, he's very good. <laughs> well no, trained. I'll probably, I, I, the rain doesn't put me off from getting out a lot, so I'll probably take a run later or of some sort, or we'll get out for a quick blast of our legal time allowed fresh air. If you could go back in time and change one thing, what would it be and why? I would go back to when I was probably about 10 or 11 years old and I would change my mental outlook because I was very, very sad and depressed with how I looked and what I did and the fact that I felt I didn't have any friends. And I would try and tell myself that actually it just all does get better. This is just part of what you need to go through. Well, one thing I would change that springs to mind would be <laughs> we won't bring up Trump, but Sue's has already. Um, we, yeah, it would be having been in education and not fulfilling entirely my potential when I was doing A-levels because of too much socialising and finding so you would go and the back surf and a bit too much. And, you'd yeah, go back I'd, I'd and go change back your and, teenage self. I'd go back and probably, yeah, change my outlook towards what I was doing in college at that point just to fulfil what I was capable of. But, yeah, it meant that I went and stepped into another form of well, work, which was catering, and that's uh, obviously sprung up what we've got now. So I suppose that would be the thing that springs to mind mostly at the moment. Oh. On the spot. Oh. I should have thought about this before. <laughs> it's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. It's the Mental Health Podcast. interesting there Paul and Suze is when I first thought about chatting to you on this podcast I thought we'd talk about business and resilience but both of you brought up in a way your younger selves when you were doing the mystery voice questions and I found that really fascinating um, we probably haven't kind of represented young people and what they go through enough during this podcast mm -hmm. series so I just wonder if you wouldn't mind, and you don't have to go too deeply into it, but sort of maybe having a little chat about young people. I think it was really interesting what you said, Suze, about, you know, um, if you could go back in time, not worrying so much about your appearance oh. and feeling depressed about I it. Think... I think that's a major, major yeah, I... issue these days, young people. I mean, today, in today's life, you know, with the social media, you asked about social media and it's like, I mean, it wasn't, it didn't exist when I was a teenager in the 90s. But I mean, now everything is so perfected on Instagram and 
there's Snapchat thing. I mean, I don't even know what half the stuff out there even is, but just from being on Instagram and Facebook, the two things that we use, I mean, you just see such perfect ideals and that must seriously affect people because without it, I was feeling like that as a kid, you know, from just seeing magazines and music videos, you know? It's, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I I do feel sorry for people if they're even a little bit down on themselves, what that must be doing. Just from a from a perspective of what we're doing at the moment, we're seeing quite a lot more younger people coming into our service looking for help yeah. and support. I think the youngest we've had is about 13 really? or 14. So, um, you know, people are experiencing quite a lot of um, uh, you know, difficulties and struggling with, you know, with mm-hmm. friendships and with social media and with all of those sorts of things that, you know, are, are, are sort of te- the teenage angst. Yeah, sort and of not things. being able to see your um, friends. Indeed, I was going to say things are magnified at the moment, given that, you know, you can't do those social things that you would normally do. And, and sometimes you can't see the people who give you the positivity that you're mm-hmm. looking for um, mm. often. And I think that thing with social media is that people can kind of misinterpret or they can make what's read as a really cutting remark or comment or mm-hmm. judgment. And it's almost like, oh, it's a safe place to put whatever you think on there but not really think about the consequences and the damage that might do to somebody else um yeah it's it's or even that comparison and it's something you know we try and encourage people not to make those comparisons with others Mm -hmm. you don't really know what's going on in somebody else's head and they may project or portray this image of coping of managing and looking beautiful and looking successful and looking happy which can belie what's actually going on underneath as well so kind of situation where it's very much image and projection of that Mm -hmm. image it's it's very hard to weigh up what's really going on um so what, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. What would you suggest to a young person? I'm putting you on the spot here, <laughs> who is struggling with feeling low about themselves. Have you any kind of thoughts about that? How you would encourage them to change their mindset? Yeah, well, I think it's very important to voice your concerns and try and talk to as many people as you can mm-hmm. about it and, Obviously, that can be hard with mm. families who who have haven't got that, or kids who haven't got that family support around them and that network. And that's where mm-hmm. you know, things that you you guys your work and what you do is so important. Having that network around, but I think mm. um, yeah, just talking about your problems, confronting what is the actual reason why you would be feeling down. You know, mm. if it is Facebook or whatever, you've got to just cancel with the proportion that's making you feel yes bad out of it or just you know it it can be so many various triggers for for young people yeah i think social media does have a real impact because it's just there and then and you can see exactly what what other people Mm. are doing and what you're not Mm. doing and it can be portrayed in a real really negative way but stepping away from social media can be a massive help yeah, I mean, just 
but also quite difficult to do. Could be very difficult. But I mean, just take it, say one day off, one day on. I mean, the, the way that it is controlling everything that people do these days is, is really quite scary. And it, it's scary for yes. me coming from an era that didn't have it, that does have it, to see how easily yeah. sucked in you can become. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. find a person or, or friends um, that you can really talk to without that, that, that cover of social media, I think would be yes. my first point of, of recommendation. Also getting out into the environment is Fresh so important air. for young people. And, <laughs> yes. You know, it's, it's, we're lucky enough to live in such a beautiful area where nature's on our doorstep yeah. and we can see that in our day-to-day -day lives and that's education in itself. And kids, I think, really benefit from that, from what I've seen. And in terms of what I've done, I've done chalet hosting and a couple of instructional outdoor pursuit things with kids oh. and that you can see them just beam oh. from that and just yeah. flourish some people absolutely thrive from it so yeah, it's true. getting them out into the environment that we live in and as much as we can yeah absolutely yeah that kind of connection with nature getting into mm -hmm. the outdoors and challenging maybe yourself yeah. physically rather than spending time on social media so I, think I was interested what you said paul um when you were saying about that sort of feeling of having maybe not taken as much advantage of the educational opportunities and stuff that you had um but but equally you said after that although i think what you what you were trying to say i'm not sure exactly if you use these words was that you wouldn't be the person you are now were it not for how you've you know for that for that sort of experience yeah, it went, that sense. yeah. so I, i'm just i'm just thinking you know in terms of where people are particularly given the fact we're in lockdown now and that the last the last you know 10 months or 12 months have been so unusual um how much these things do go in phases don't they and you can feel very much you know um that a phase is lasting almost forever whereas actually at the end of the day you do come yeah. out of it and actually what you need to try to do i think maybe is to learn from that experience yeah. And then bring that experience into whatever it is you're moving into next. Would you? Would you? Yes, definitely. You know, I've always said that experience is more valuable than any qualifications, and you know, that goes through life mm. as well. Mm -hmm. You know, you gain experience through everything that you're doing and trying to be positive. I yeah. think a lot of people have plans. You know, they plan like I must get, you know, ten A stars in my. A levels or whatever the qualifications are these days um, and then they don't and then they think well what can I do now I can't do anything but it, you need to remember that there's always something that you can do and it might not be what you initially planned but that's not to say that it wasn't bad I originally planned mm. to be a music teacher and it didn't work out initially and I went into something completely different and I have eventually fallen back to that but if you had told me I was going to be running my own catering business, I would have gone, what? <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> yes, have plans, but don't don't stick to them as though they are the sole thing because life does change and you get thrown all sorts of of challenges throughout, you know, your your life. So not to get too het up on on having not achieved one thing because you'll yeah. end up achieving something but equally better or or I don't know, completely different. 
absolutely. absolutely that's absolutely right and i think in these days where education has become such a big issue mm -hmm. hasn't it with schools closing and the exam system and changes to that and young people feeling concerned about whether their qualifications mm -hmm. will carry the value that they had previously it's all a little bit of a, a maze for people mm -hmm. to work through but i think what you've described there is exactly that thing that you've also shown in your business which is the resilience isn't it it's that ability to change to adapt to circumstances and to take mm -hmm. advantage of the experiences that you've had whether they've been good or bad but put them to good practical use and come out the other Definitely. side of it you're always learning uh, always. yes absolutely yeah and it's important that we kind of acknowledge that and recognize that learning is an ongoing thing it doesn't no. stop with those exams it doesn't stop with those qualifications yeah. i think paul said it's experiences as as valuable as anything and and to some extent whilst we all we can all learn from our successful experiences actually we probably actually learn a lot more <laughs> from our failures if the truth yeah. were because because we, we we then we can then bring that knowledge and and what you know may, maybe try to make things different mm -hmm. the next time or do things in a different way which we may fail again but we'll fail in a in a different way but maybe we'll have learned mm -hmm. from that as well yeah, you know? we're taking that failure and putting it into a positive tilt and trying better in your next step if you know that might be a different to what you wanted but it can ultimately lead to potentially other things and you just never know what's around the corner so mm -hmm. keep your yeah like you said keep your yeah. options open and your mind open yeah absolutely and as you were saying paul about you're going into your fourth year of trading yes, right, cabin. Yeah. a great success story which is absolutely brilliant and we are big fans of your food <laughs> as Thanks. i think you might know Thank you so much. um and we appreciate your <laughs> delicious food and it's it's kind of another sign of resilience that you've got through how did you feel about lockdown did you have to adjust how yeah. you worked did you have to change your approach or or as as you were largely a kind of takeaway service was that a beneficial yeah. um situation well, for you initially it was quite difficult because there was you know the guideline guidelines and guidance from the government were quite mm. convoluted and initially and we, oh, we did fear. people yeah were making their own assumptions on what what length of benches had to be apart and what where you could queue and things like that and it was for us yeah. it was we got targeted having tried to be open in the in the first mm. initial lockdown and yeah it was pretty unjust yeah. really because we'd we'd been doing our normal kind of thing and it didn't have to be much different no i mean because but... we had the benches spread out and it was all it was all kind of set up for yes. it being fine and the, the only issue was with the mm. people were just putting comments on facebook and unjust <laughs> in our view i mean and mm. it, it made it very difficult to operate how we would it, it didn't feel comfortable mm. initially because of all those issues, you know, people 
saying negative things towards us. But the main thing we really had to change was mm. just our interaction with the customers. You know, we would stand close to them. We yes. would hand them their food and the handling of, of money and product. It, I mean, that all had to completely change. And, and that was difficult because I think what makes us work well is that we do have such a close interaction with our customers. And when you're, when you're saying, oh, I can't take in your reusable cup because, you know, it might be diseased. <laughs> You've got to change everything in that respect. Oh, yeah. um, but we were very fortunate that the way that we do run our business, it's literally a takeaway from our cabin. Nobody comes inside. So we have been able to carry on trading throughout a lot of the, the lockdown times. Yeah, a lot of the oh, way we're getting excellent. a pre-order system up and running where you call and collect. So we just leave food on, on a specific bench because we weren't having people sat there. So it was just a certain bench was used oh. for people to pick up and it worked really well. And uh, so we did have to adapt a little bit. Uh, in a small way, yes. but just mainly more be more cautious about, you know, the fact if you did handle anything then sanitize sanitize, sanitize but everything really just keep, spray everything yeah you know, just keep cash <laughs> out of the place and just sanitize. everyone was using card transactions and yeah, it was yes. all there uh, contactless so that that yeah. was a big difference this year most payments were contactless which would affect us you know in the percentage we pay etc for the transactions but um yeah in in terms of what we were doing, it worked. And then all of a sudden, people were just <laughs> unleashed. <laughs> and it was, mm, yeah, we easy. were we were just, Barmouth itself was just mobbed. The area was absolutely mobbed with people. And it was, it was needed because of the lack of trade yes. in the previous month. Yeah, and yeah it, it just got a bit mad. And we were still OK to... Mm operate as we did because we were shut in our little cabin and we felt quite safe and again it was just more people mm. picking up stuff and um we'd spread our benches about so that people could sit down at that point although it did cause a, a few people to initially be funny at the start but then it was just like a free-for-all and mm. everyone was in Barmouth and didn't seem like anything had gone on in a way it was kind of an odd feeling um and then the yes, inevitable yeah we yeah. were just saying even then that the inevitable would happen of winter and it did but yeah, yeah. and so we're in number three now <laughs> but um yeah we we had to adapt for sure but it wasn't drastic i suppose another way i mean i i think um you were doing sort of events catering as well weren't you parties yeah. and uh, personal personal interest yes in family wedding i think it's catering and for the evening of that which was fantastic um but presumably that took a bit of a knock was that something that you had hoped Definitely. to do more of or? yes I mean we do have the the cabin primarily trades at its peak throughout the summer season and then we have our mobile unit our trailer that we would take to events and our first year we'd done food festivals and winter craft fairs uh, we advertised ourselves out as private mm. caterers for birthdays or weddings, as you know, and what have you. And we'd really hope to build on that this year um, because the reputation mm. with the cabin itself had grown. 
and then obviously lockdown there's yeah. no celebrations there's no weddings there's no food festivals there's no craft fairs there's nothing mm. um so that really did hit us hard because we're then thinking what to do but um a way we managed to adapt was just the cabin was there so we offered an evening takeaway service just to see if that would work and mm. and it was very successful so now we we realize that you know we can we can continue the cabin and then hopefully yeah. next year or this year now it's a whole new year um <laughs> we could we'll have the yeah. chance to to utilize both so we know that we can continue trading further from the cabin but we can also hopefully get the trailer out a little bit as well yeah um, it's just a bit unknown whether or not these events will i know be back to how they were you know food festivals and things like that and well, like, fairs are obviously crammed with people walking about and so we'll see the time scale of the rollout of vaccination. Yes. Yeah. Play it by, we're going to play things a bit by ear as everyone else probably is this, this time. But yeah. That's a really, um, I think what you've said is a really good example of, of really using your strengths um, in, in times that are more difficult and, and, and maybe a bit more challenging, relying on, mm -hmm. on the things that you're good at. Uh, but equally being flexible enough to be able to change what you're doing um, uh, in order that you can then maximise, um, you know, what's, what's happening Definitely. in terms of your business. Because it's very easy to sort of look at these things and just feel totally um, nonplussed by, you know, what, what, what can I possibly do? You know, I'm just going to go under, I'm going to go bankrupt, I'm going to do, you know, everything's going to go mm -hmm. to the wall, it's a nightmare, et cetera, et cetera. Um, whereas to be able to sort of then be flexible and to be able to, to change not massively, but just adjust your the way that you're doing things and not think about what you're not doing, but yeah. think about what you can do within the rules and those sorts of things, I think is a really important lesson to learn for lots of people who might Definitely. be in that Definitely. I think also seeing how other businesses have, have managed to, to sort of keep their heads above water too. I mean, it's it's been a huge learning curve in that respect because you do get so used to just the way you go about your business um, and then to be confronted with with having to completely change for some um it is it's it's a huge mental impact as well yeah. um we're but, quite I mean, fortunate in the way that we did have an outdoor you know, operation and mm -hmm. as such but mm -hmm. i do real really feel for some of the other sectors of hospitality mm -hmm. such as pubs and mm -hmm. restaurants and you know they, they, they can't really they need die. those people in in the place and it's yeah, yeah it's hard for some people to adapt in some form but you, yeah. But yeah, yeah definitely find find right. the strengths um even in the darkest hour <laughs> find the light is, mm. is that mm. that's the only way you can keep it gives you a purpose to your days as well we, we got into we got into a, a system where yes. you'd wake up in the morning and go well what we're going to do today well, i don't know what do you want to do i don't know we can't do anything but so mm having having that okay. that sort of outlay of our our business really gave us a purpose to getting up in the morning and i think that's important for everyone whether mm. you've got your own business or if you're a student or anything you need to have a structure because it's so mm. easy to just get sucked into like a comfy cushioned blanketed hole in the sofa mm. and just while away the days doing nothing you know mm. 
absolutely that's something I've had to kind of remind a lot of people quite often that their structure has been taken away from them the reason for getting Mm -hmm. up in the morning has gone so in a way they've got to put a new structure in place they've got to create a structure and you know maybe look at the day and how do they spend the morning how do they spend the afternoon and the evening break it down and you know put activity in there where normal kind of employment or work has has gone they've got to put substitute that with some other kind of structure (laughs) phil's making rude gestures at me here (laughs) the key is to like we're approaching and realizing that we're, we're up to 45 minutes and um, uh, that will be an editing process, which will take about anyway, an hour and a half. <laughs> what's your day structured, Phil? Do either of you, or both of you, have one little tip, one nugget of advice that you might give to people listening? Um, and then when we've had that nugget of advice, we might have a say goodbye, Susan, Paul. Totally. Well, okay. for me, um, find one thing that you love to make in the kitchen and do it at least once a week. Find someone who's keen to make one thing during the week and sample it. (laughs) Be the quality control. (laughs) (laughs) Nice one. That's lovely. And what a nice note to end on. I'm going to send Phil into the kitchen and get him to make something that I can sample, I think. (laughs) Sounds like a good idea. Thanks so much, guys. You too. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. Yes, you too. Take care. Take care. Bye. So that was fun. Phil, wasn't it? And Susan Paul make very interesting guests. We were recording remotely and what we hadn't really realised or what they perhaps hadn't realised is that we carried on chatting while recording and captured a little moment of Sue's, which gives us a bit of an insight into how this podcast works. Yes, so we have an unofficial outtake. (laughs) Love an outtake. This is the best bit. No, it's not. It was all good. So, uh, yeah, have a listen to this. It's quite um, impressive what you can get out of a person, though, because, I mean, we both know the general questions that you were going to ask, but it was just like when then you're confronted with it, it's just like, whoa, actually, that's what came out. You know, I hadn't even... You've got to act on yeah. yeah yeah you can't yeah. really think about the it's, questions can you yeah, it's quite anyway. quite um surprising and then it takes yeah. you in a different direction doesn't it yeah. you're like oh yeah. right i didn't realize yeah. that was going to come up so yeah and that's a great thing like yeah i you know it's about young people i mean we hadn't obviously thought of that before yeah. but that's a really important part yeah. of what we were you know mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Day. have a good day yeah definitely nice chatting to you So there we have it. Uh, Thank you very much for listening again and tuning next week. We'll be back to our weekly podcast now after the uh, Christmas break. Um, Those of you who are regular listeners will realise that we haven't had one of our regular features, which is the ukulele. Uh, That's mainly due to lack of practice. Uh, And um, we hope to rectify that over the course of the next uh, week or so. And uh, we'll be back to the uh, usual features uh, in the next podcast. And don't forget to visit us on our Instagram page, which is the We Can Get Through This Pod. Yep, absolutely. Uh, You'll see pictures and interesting uh, information there on the Instagram uh, feed.
And for any other information on any of our services, please visit our website at... Which is www.tanamain.org.uk. Bye for now. See you next week. Bye. See you next week. Thank you.